All right, I have got WRBL's news anchor, the former sports director, Rex Castillo. Boy, I know, Rex, I'm so glad that you've been on the show. This is your second time on the Sports Beat. You were on with Jack Patterson as we were doing a little prep zone preview, getting ready for high school football season. But, Rex, how you been? I've been really good at adjusting to the uh... – the non-sports side of the house, even it was a little weird for you to hear you say former sports director, but adjusting to the life and keeping myself busy, staying out of trouble. I'm just working on the quote unquote adult side of the new station now, but I'm doing well, my friend. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. People in Columbus can catch Rex when they turn on their TV, WRBL, five o'clock in the morning, an early start for Rex. And then you're there just giving the news. What is that transition like going from sports to news? It is a lot of coffee, first of all. It is very early in the morning. Um, the tr biggest transition for me was uh, finding ways to use my energy properly. Um, I do have a kind of a naturally built-in enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, anyone who saw me doing sports kind of, that's what I built my brand on. But what was really important to me was, you know, being able to have fun with, with uh, and ha still have my personality be out there, which is why morning news kind of fits me better. Um, the hardest part though, is understanding and respecting the craft and respecting the story because, uh, unfortunately this side of the house also means I have to talk about possibly some of the darkest days in someone's life. Crime, uh, you know, as part of our city, we just saw a really, uh, deadly part of our, at the time of this recording, a, a really deadly weekend, unfortunately with eight shootings in our city. Um, you know, we got to report the news about that, keep people aware um, about what's going on. And you know, sometimes in those situations, people pass and really, uh, really important issues that affect everyone's life. It's so that has been a hard transition. But it, I think also um, my a lot of my reasons I was a good sports reporter was because I was a good I had a really good foundation in news. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but. You know, there, there's a difference between finding a really good story that happens to be in the arena of sports and then just telling a good sports, uh, telling a good story in general. Um, so I learned I had a lot of my foundation in news. I two years of news before I got to uh, the sports world and just kind of reverting back to this world. It's a it's a life balance kind of thing that actually I, I have a little bit more equal opportunity to to be in the studio and then be back at home. But I do miss it. I miss it every day. Rex, let's take it all the way back before you got to Columbus. You being yeah. from Texas, from the the San Antonio area, Houston. What part of Texas? Houston. So I was, I'm kind of from all over the place. I was born in Houston, but uh, my dad, being an oil engineer, we, uh, I grew up in Saudi Arabia in the Middle East, but we would always come back to Houston and Texas whenever, uh, you know, I had I had breaks from from school and whatnot. So I kind of claimed Houston as my home. But I did go to college in the University of Texas, San Antonio. Go Roadrunners, and. Um, it was, it was, but before all that, I was just trying to find a way to uh, live out my dream, uh, becoming a sports anchor. And that's actually where I parlayed myself into the Texas Army National Guard as a 46 Romeo, which, you know, to the very few of us out there, that sounds familiar. Uh, yes. Went, went to the Defense Information School and learned the basics of uh, storytelling as a basic combat correspondent, which was fantastic. I thought it was, you know, absolutely outstanding program. And I used that experience to, uh, along with finishing up my degree and getting internships, uh, finding my way into news with uh, Time Water Cable News out of Austin, Texas. For those of you that don't know, Rex Castillo and myself were both 46 Romeos in the National Guard. I'm in the Georgia Army National Guard. I was also 
in a mobile public affairs detachment. You were probably in an MPAD in, in Texas? Correct. I was in the 100th MPAD um, out of the Texas Army National Guard based out of um, a little post in Austin, Texas. It was a fantastic time. Really great people. Made some lifelong friends. Actually reconnected with some of my battle buddies. And it was a, it's fantastic. It's a very unique Army experience for sure. And graduating from the Defense Information School is a very tough task. First of all, as a 46 yeah. Romeo, you got to pass what's called a voice test. And then there's that two weeks of what's called, it's an acronym. It's a military acronym. It's called BWAS. Do you remember your two oh, weeks in BWAS when you were in a 46 Romeo? BWAS, my goodness. Talk about a grueling boot camp. I, when you go through that, you have you completely have zero confidence that you can write or do anything. They have strict, strict instructors who are genuinely really good people who I, I would say like helped me uh, with my writing to, to what it is today. Yeah, BWAS was tough though. That that was a place where you, if you wanted to get flushed out, that was exactly where you get, <laughs> that's going to happen to you. And then also being from Houston and going to UTSA, you're Astros fan, Rockets, Texans. Yep. If Houston had a hockey team, you'd be a fan of whatever hockey team would be in from Houston. Do Houston Arrows back in the day. But yeah, um, definitely Houston Astros fan. Craig Biggio, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, you know, for I know that it's a it's somewhat of a buzzword being an Astros fan these days, but I stay pure, I stay true. Um, you know, being a Texans fan was really fun with the JJ Watt, Arian Foster, Andre Johnson's my all-time favorite Texan. Um, you know, we had the Houston Oilers for a while, but I, I kind of came, I was born right at the tail end of that. And well, I was born in 87, but, uh, I, my awareness of sports, they had already just become the, the Tennessee Titans at that point. Um, it, it's been, you know, a great ride. And my, my thing is, even though I grew up overseas, my dad had a way to access ESPN through like satellite TV or something like that. And once I saw, um, once I saw pro sports being presented that way and Stuart Scott, being able to uh, show off his personality, the late great Stuart Scott, the, that way was fantastic. Uh, my older brother was also a big Hakeem Olajuwon fan. I was also a big Kobe Bryant guy, big Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal guy growing up too. You know, the Houston did have a lot of success. And another team I forgot, the Houston Dynamo from the MLS. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. The Houston Dynamo. I mean, uh, the classic orange jerseys, Brian Ching helping win some a couple MLS Cups. Uh, Houston, I think overall is a great sports town. It, it has oh, it a lot is. of good energy. Um, you know, along I've been joking with uh, with with my girlfriend and a couple other people that with the XFL and the the XFL Houston Roughnecks and the Houston Gamblers and the USFL, I'm I'm spending too much of my money on Houston sports paraphernalia. How did you end up in Columbus? Long long journey. So um, we'll start right out of out of Dimfos. I became a, a bureau reporter out of Temple, Texas, and so that's. Uh, for the military folks out there, it's very close to Fort Hood. But uh, I wanted to continue my dream in being in sports and um, eventually found a job in San Angelo, Texas, a very, very small town out in the middle of nowhere, West Texas, but great people, great sports, uh, really good proving grounds to help me understand, like, okay, this is what I need to do um, to really get to work out the kinks and become a, a good sports reporter that I wanted to be. Then went from there to Savannah, Georgia, where I became a weekend sports anchor for about a year and a half. Um, that was my first time actually being an anchor and really learning to produce my own newscast, produce what I needed to do and find the own stories and find, find ways to tell good stories. And it was, uh, it was fantastic. I, I so credit a lot of my success to what it is now. 
to the people I was able to be there in Savannah. But I was trying to get back to Texas from Savannah, Georgia, because I felt like I missed home and I was ready to go back to my home state. But uh, a couple curveballs, that thing didn't happen. And all of a sudden, Columbus, Georgia just happened to have an opening. And what's ironic is that Jack and I first met each other at Jordan-Hare Stadium when Georgia Southern, which is uh, one of the main beats you have to cover when you're in Savannah, visited Auburn. And I remember meeting Jack on the field, and I asked him, hey, does this place get loud? And he looks at me, it absolutely does. Little did we know that that was the genesis of our friendship um, and what has blew, what I think, you know, I consider him like family and so happy for his success, what he's doing right now. Um, absolutely killing it as a WRBL sports director. And um, it's one of those things that uh, it was ironic that our friendship started from there. And I remember that when I interviewed at WRBL, Jack was there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I met you at uh, Jared Hare Stadium. Uh, and him and the guy at the time, Justin Hallbrock, those two guys were the big reason when I finally got to sit down, understand who they are, understand their vision. I was like, this is a place where we can grow. I have tremendous opportunities to cover incredible sports between Auburn, Georgia, Alabama. Atlanta is not too far away. But even closer than that, you look at the city and what the city has to offer as far as amazing high school football, amazing high school basketball, amazing high school baseball, good sports teams in like the Columbus Rapids, the Lions, the, uh, excuse me, the River Dragons. It is an outstanding sports hub. And it's really, really, I've been very blessed to be here. While you were sports director at WRBL, what was the most memorable sports moment that you covered? Really good, really good question. Oh my gosh, though. It's been um it's been a lot, to be honest. One thing that comes front to mind is being in Indianapolis when the Georgia Bulldogs won their national championship against Alabama. I mean, that was a moment where uh you see so much joy and so much relief that decades of heartbreak have been um have been have been uh, snapped. Um, but the interesting thing is though, when you're a local sports guy like myself, you actually can't record the game on your own camera. Uh, this is a little inside baseball. Um, ESPN has the rights to shoot that game because obviously ESPN cares it. They invest a lot of money into it. Um, so it kind of limits the local guys and to do what they need to do. But being at the, at Lucas Oil stadium, uh, being on the field, getting graffiti, seeing, all that unfold in front of our eyes, truly amazing. At the high school level, uh, Callaway High School winning the state championship for the first time in their history uh, after a program that's so rich with high school tradition was amazing. Um, golly, I think we had one year. Where, one year, my first year here, we actually had 11 schools win state championships, and that was unbelievable. For the right. nickname – the nickname for that um, myself, Jack, and uh, Justin all came up with. And there was a point where we wanted to do a special on just those teams. We were going to call ourselves the Championship Valley. Um, I mean, it's a place that that breeds so much amazing competition. Let's see what else. Central winning their first baseball state championship in school history. Um, Carver going as far as they did. Seeing the boys and girls win state championships. And then just you kind of see the the genesis of a lot of these kids with their amazing careers. Olivia Cochran at Carver High School. This this young lady, it's it was like watching Brittany Griner go to work. She was an absolute force of nature on the basketball court, just completely unstoppable. And talking to her head coach, I'm like, this girl is going to be the, is the truth, right? He looks at me, absolutely. He, she's going to be in the WNBA. It's not even close. Then Tank Bigsby, 
he got his start at Callaway High School. So he was here in the Chattahoochee Valley doing his thing. Um, and that was absolutely incredible to see. Uh, Central Red, the Central Red Devils. I, I got here just after Justin Ross got here, but EJ Williams was here. Um, seeing a lot of those guys go on and do incredible things. Oh my gosh. Uh, the IMG Academy at Central game, that was incredible to see. But, you know, it, um, Chambers Academy, as small as that school is, and winning their state championship for the first time. I've been very blessed to witness a lot of firsts for, for schools in this area. And I don't take that lightly. I hope that I told their stories the best way I could and told it the best way that they they deserved. And um, it's really, really special to be able to be in this place and and witness what these these young and amazing men and women do. Oh, and then the River Dragons, golly, winning their state, winning the FPHL uh, championship. Yeah, sorry, I kind of went on a rant there, but to, to a long, a long roundabout way to answer that. But I would definitely say Georgia winning the national title and um, the state, the football state championships, and then right there to basketball. And I, I you know what, I can't name it. The, we'll go with Georgia. There we go. Nail it down, okay. Rex. Meet deadline. And some of the accomplishments you did while you were the sports director, you and Jack started a podcast called uh, On Your Sidelines, which yeah. tells the incredible stories of all these sports personalities. And yeah. uh, I, I I was actually – I couldn't believe that you guys actually thought of me. And I, I was ah! really, I was really privileged to be on it, but I, I enjoyed yeah, listening to all the other yeah. uh, people like Josh Pate, like Coach Gibson, yeah. Olivia Gerald, Jay Krupp. So many great stories to tell yeah. and then you did a documentary called inside the trenches and that was yeah. fascinating and, and <laughs> just tell us a, a little bit about like how you got the idea to create on your sidelines podcast and then do inside the trenches so on your sidelines we actually had an initiative from our old uh, news director gene kirkconnell who who really wanted us to get into the podcast space and you know to a lot of us that seemed like it was a trem uh, another tremendous chore we have already so much to do but i give him a lot of credit for that uh, the podcast space, you know, it's yes, there are a million podcasts out there, but it's it's still a unique. It's a space that you need to be able to uh, attack and and do well, like you're doing right now. Uh, on your sidelines, though, I was kind of thinking with Jack, like you know, the on your side brand is something we uh, we always uh, champion. So on your sidelines just kind of worked perfectly, and I I never I always wanted that to be a partnership because I firmly believe the success of WRBL Sports and what we call ourselves the highlight factory was always a partnership. It was 50, 50. I believe in being a servant leader and giving my people opportunities. Jack is also just a wonderful interviewer and him being from the Valley area, it would be dumb of me to try and interview people from this area or who influence this area without a native also, you know, help drive the ship. So we wanted to be able to, because we, there are so many times where you interview people and because we're so, handcuffed by deadline we can't tell their stories completely so i was like look this is an opportunity for us to just go crazy um one of the most memorable interviews though is charles flowers he was a a long time head coach in this area tremendously well respected in the muskogee county area uh he was the first actually muskogee county school district uh district wide um athletic director a guy who won a football and baseball state championship at shaw high school and a tremendous mentor for everyone in this area. That was a tremendous interview. Um, and then we go to In the Trenches. So I'm a big, big Hard Knocks junkie. Um, anytime Hard Knocks comes on, I'm kind of the guy who's like, look, I'll bite the bullet. I'll just buy HBO for this point in time, and I'll wa I will binge it. I just think the storytelling that they tell through there to really entrench you in the experience of an NFL camp, in the experience of who these people are, is so important.
it's still the ability to like help people bring into this world that so few of us can actually get into. But for me, I wanted to try and take it to an even more grassroots area. Yeah, these kids aren't lining up to play the Detroit Lions or the Niners or the Texans next week. But my gosh, when you're in an area where football culture is so deep, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to really understand who this these kids are, who these young men are, but more importantly, who these, co- these coaches are. Because to be a high school football coach in a region where it matters a lot is a tremendously demanding job. And they demand so much sacrifice from these coaches. And I think it's really important for them to realize that, to get some of that spotlight. And I appreciate you, uh, for, you know, giving us a, a little bit of love on the, uh, in the trenches. Uh, it was a project that I've been wanting to do ever since I think I got into sports and, uh, hopefully it, it turned, it turned out pretty good. So, uh, hopefully, you know, we can get a little more recognition for the work that myself, Kevin Robo and Jack Patterson, we all did. And, um, I hope that it becomes an annual thing. Uh, you know, I like trying to start traditions here and, you know, who knows? We'll see who will be the next guy, uh, next program to be on in the trenches. And yes, and you passed on the torch to your former yeah. partner, Jack Patterson, who's now the right. sports director and Tyler Redman uh, took his old job. And I'm starting to see that chemistry between uh, Jack and Tyler, the same chemistry that you and Jack had, but right. you know, it's going to take time. I can't wait to see the prep zone, but you <sighs> now involved in news. You could take a step back, still be involved in sports. I was able to hear you uh, call some St. Ampicelli games with Dave Plata. I mean, yeah. you're still, still involved in sports, you know, still a fan, still going to games. You, you have that freedom to do that. And so if you walk by my, um, my little cubicle in the newsroom now, if I have some f- a free time, you'll, it, 10 times out of 10, I'm watching something sports. I mean, though, because I have to go to sleep early, I can't watch all these NBA games. I can't watch all the football games that I want. I really have to give up watching Sunday night football <laughs> because I have to go to bed by like seven, eight o'clock. Um, I'm watching highlights. Uh, even today I was watching um, Victor uh, Weminyaba. I'm going to get that name right eventually. But Weminyaba is a seven foot four freak of an athlete. Uh, I was just watching his highlights and what he's being able to do. They're doing a lot of great documentaries on this, this young kid right now. Uh, before I go on a tangent, I, you know, the Houston Rockets have the number one uh, draft pick this upcoming draft because we're absolutely terrible. But, you know, I'm really excited to see if Victor can become on board. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it is really unique to, to be in this role. And I, I really did think that um, for me, it was just the right time to turn the next turn the page and enter the next chapter of my life. I've been so proud of what Jack and Tyler are, are creating. Uh, and, and like, you know, like anything, like when the, even when the Miami heat came together with Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch and LeBron James, it wasn't 82 and 0 right off the jump. It, it took time, but eventually that my, that Miami heat team became a force of nature. I really do think that Tyler and Jack are going to be a force of nature. You don't see it that often. You really don't see the opportunity for two local guys who grew up in the area went to high school in this area went to elementary school in this area still live in this area still love this area get to tell stories on that kind of platform that's one thing that i i told jack and i told tyler there is one thing that you guys will always have as an advantage of that that i never had or even dave platter never had we did not grow up here we were not molded by this area so as much as we like to cover and dave is a hall of famer now as much as I did, as much as I got to cover, I only tried to understand how important things are here. They know how important things are here. And people here know them. 
I think that is so special. I think that is so incredible. And I'd be tremendously selfish if I wasn't standing in the way of that, or if I even rooted against that. I always tell them that I am a breaking case of emergency kind of help. Um, I almost, I think I annoyed Jack too, almost uh, pandemonium when I kept telling him like, hey man, let me shoot a football game, let me shoot a football game. But even he had to be a good friend to me. It's like, Rex, I, I want to, I believe me, I want to send you everywhere. But we have to prove that one, I can do this job. And two, you can do that job. And he was right. So, you know, we're, we're off and flying. And uh, I've had a really fun time also putting my skills into a new set because this new challenge that I have telling morning news, but also telling it with a flair that I have because there's not, I don't think anyone has done it the way I have. It's been really unique and very, very special. Well, Rex, you have carried on a legacy being the sports director at WRBL along with DJ Jones and yeah. Phil Scoggins. And you also have Reese Davis that was at WRBL. Mm -hmm. Jack Patterson is now the sports director. And I have to admit, when I heard the news that you were going to news, I was kind of bummed out that I'm not going to get to see <laughs> Rex Castillo do sports. But then I was amazed. When I turned on the prep zone and I saw you and Phil Scoggins do the prep zone, <laughs> that, that was amazing. What was that feeling like to get back to sports and bringing a legend in Phil Scoggins who did sports a long time ago? Now he's back in the game, and it was just incredible to see both of you do the prep zone. That was – I really appreciate you saying that. Oh, my gosh, I was rusty. Uh, so I was I was a little disappointed in myself for being so rusty, but – I was looking across uh, to my right um, and seeing Phil Scoggins there. Uh, Phil is the definition of a consummate professional. He is to the T a pro uh, of tremendous willing and giving and endearing mentor to all of us at the station. Um, so it was a tremendous honor for all of us, uh, for me, especially to look across, like I'm really sharing the prep zone stage with him. And how special was that? He actually wanted to do it. He, he offered like, Hey Rex, I know that, you uh the original idea was for you to do this prep zone by yourself but I, i'd be more than happy to i'm like absolutely my gosh when a guy like that says he wants to help all you the, the only answer is yes um i had a tremendous time doing that and of course being back on the prep zone it it, it was it, it all will always feel like home and it is tremendous and it is it was great to be there and help out the guys for a little bit but um uh, i also left that night knowing that um I'm more than comfortable and happy to give this to two guys who are more than, who are more than capable of doing it. So it, it was really special that night. Well, Rex, even though you're doing news now, you will always be a sports guy to me. Oh, hundred percent. I'm, I'm to the core, a, a sports guy. Actually, when I get off, I just got home and, you know, when I get into some, uh, my at home clothes, I'm going to th either throw on some NBA 2k or play some FIFA or watch some kind of 30 for 30. That's, that's how it is. Sounds like what I was doing. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Rex, it has been a blast. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. I, I'm just thrilled that you were able to come on and talk some sports once again. And, <laughs> and uh, definitely just keep on being a fan, and I look forward to seeing you at, at many games. Hopefully, man. I, you know, either that or Jack's going to kick me out of the sports office left and right. No, uh, you're doing an incredible job, Richard. I mean, your your journey and you guys go check out Richard Holders' episode on On Your Sidelines. I mean, that that is the definition of grit and um, hard work and determination, a, a guy who's willing to make the dream ha happen. And I know that not all of it, the the, the road to the, the top of the mountain is not easy. It, it will it will weed people out who, who aren't committed to it. But I've seen the commitment and hard work that you have. Keep doing an amazing job. And uh, well, I can't wait to see what the future uh, unfolds for you. And 
man, if you ever need someone to just jaw jack about some sports, I'm only a phone call away. I appreciate that, Rex. And I really, when I can, I mean, I, I hardly get up at five in the morning. I try to watch you on the news because you do a great <laughs> job. Yeah, it's five o'clock in the morning, but you know, I'll, I'll catch you on at six 30. That's I'm what I'm talking. That's what I'm talking about, brother. I also like, so here's the crazy secret. While our show starts at five o'clock, we need a couple hours to actually prepare. So my day y'all actually starts about three 15 AM. Wow. Oh boy, Rex. Yeah. I, I would say go get some sleep, but you're probably about a couple hours away from actually where you normally would go to sleep. I'm in it. I'm in a dangerous place right now. I'm kind of lying down on the couch, so uh, I'm I'm in a dangerous place right now. So, but uh, it it is worth it because at the end of the day, I, um, there are opportunities. I I have seen more of my family. I've seen a, more of my uh, wonderful girlfriend, who God blessed her with twice the patience anyone should have with what I'm doing. Um, but she, uh, you know, to be in this position, to be in a place where I think I can grow very very well, uh, is very exciting. All right, thanks, Rex. Once again. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye, everybody. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.